Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna. And this is Lasse. Lasse is back. And this is... You've got five options. And we are so happy to have you back, Lasse. You know, Branko, he didn't want to talk to us. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, He's a nice guy. He is, but I think he just just have to warm up to the idea to actually use his voice rather than the hands. Yeah, we had to talk to him like uh, he would give us signs. And then we could tell uh, the listeners what he's been telling us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it, it kind of worked, I would say. But Lasse, it's great to have you back. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. I don't know what to say. Uh, tell us if you're happy or not. <laughs> On a scale from a zero to ten. Uh, like. Are yeah, you happy to be back with us? Yes, I am happy. Okay. okay. Amen. Fist bump. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, hello, hello, everyone. Today we have yet another life challenge from someone that we don't know. Uh, it came through our website, and it's uh, quite interesting because we also have recorded a live show in a very similar topic. Yeah, it, I have noticed that uh, the last uh, months we have actually been receiving challenges which are similar to the topic of the live show, which I think points us out because we've been uh, Uh, attempting to involve the local community and we have been posting our live show topics and questions and so on to the local community and we have been receiving challenges which are related to those uh, topics which points us out that we may be succeeding in involving the local community here we really hope so but we can't tell because they come anonymously anonymously that's always a problematic word and guys if you are interested in how can you find out what is our our next live show topic or uh, how to take part in survey then I would recommend you to first of all visit our website the5options.com with five as a number and uh, just check out there because we have our radio schedule published there and updated every week. Plus, you can also find us on Facebook and follow us there because this is where you can get all the information about You've Got Five Options, about our radio shows and other fantastic things. Sometimes we also share cool movies. Yeah, we do. So, guys, just type in You've Got Five Options on Facebook and you've got us there. Yes. And then you'll know all the surveys and then you can send challenges as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we are ready to go ahead and present the new challenge. Yes, we are ready to rumble. And Marta, would you please do us an honor and read the challenge from Ella, because that's the name I gave to this anonymous girl. Okay, so here comes the challenge. Hello. Lately, I've noticed something that worries me. When I go out and drink alcohol, more and more often I lose control over how much I drink. It starts nice and slow, but then after a couple of beers or shots, I end up really drunk. Sometimes to the point when I don't remember what I was doing or how I got home. In the morning, I have a huge hangover, also the moral one, and I feel really embarrassed with myself. 
In the past it was happening as well, but not very often, so I wasn't worried. Besides, everyone gets drunk from time to time, right? But now it happens more often than not. And I would really like to do something about it. I don't want to resign from alcohol completely. I just want to control it better. Do you have some ideas for me? So do we have some ideas for Ella? We do have ideas and it usually equals to five. Yes, um, what a surprise. Oh yeah, we're so smart and funny. Yes, we actually do have uh, five, uh, I would call it five things to consider. Uh, so we will get to that in a moment. But first of all, Ella, thank you for sharing uh, the challenge with us. And uh, I have to say that uh, when I was reading it, I thought that alcohol abuse and uh, other addictions are still a taboo topic and it's really difficult to admit to our friends to family or to anyone that we are struggling with for instance alcohol so uh, i hope that the fact that we are just receiving those challenges anonymously helped you to reach out so uh, great great thing i have to say because many people they are just sitting with their own problem and they are not really willing to, to even do anything about it because they are simply ashamed. So, um, yes, um, there are actually five things that I would propose you, Ella, to consider. And we will, of course, like always, read the things first. Then afterwards, we will discuss them. But I also would like to engage my fantastic co-hosts in a little bit of a discussion about alcohol and addiction before we will get there. Guys, what do you think? We think that we would like to be involved. We are here ready, you know, with our... My mind is quite ready today. I must say that this doesn't always happen. But mm. yeah, I'm ready. Promising. How about you, Lasse? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Lasse is uh, mm. not uh, worthy today. Oh. Uh, but he will okay. get Hello. there. Yeah. Okay. I was at Northside yesterday, so... Oh, ah, <laughs> oh <okay>. my God. <laughs> that, <laughs> that explains a lot for everyone that uh, is outside of Denmark or doesn't know what Northside is. It's a... Music festival. It's yeah, a music. Yes, yeah. yeah, so when did you come home? Uh, well, kind of early yesterday, mm -hmm. a little over midnight because I had to work of today. Of course. So, yes. Are you going today as well? Yes, I am. And on Saturday? Yes, I volunteer on Saturday mm. at that place. So, okay. Yeah. And was some alcohol in use on the... Ah, just a little bit, not too much. So no hangover <laughs> today? No. Okay, no. that's okay. good. Fantastic. Okay, so first we will read the five things to consider for Ella, and then we will get down on it, or get down to it. I guess to it sounds more yes. appropriate. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe yes. my brain doesn't function yet very well. But okay, guys, so uh, option number one, figure out the nature of your relationship with an alcohol. Option number two, identify the moments when you feel like drinking. Option number three, take some time to figure out what is happening in your life. Option number four, Apply practical rules to your drinking habits. And option number five, if you notice nothing works, seek help. So um, those are options that I think uh, could be some steps that you take. Because uh, while you will do those exercises, you will most probably come to some conclusions. And then depending on your conclusions, you will know what to do. 
or you will feel what to do. So it's not, I don't think those are standalone options. It's more like a process. But guys, I think you are used to. But um, before uh, I read the options, I mentioned that actually addictions and alcohol in specific are quite um, taboo topics, shameful topics. And actually, when I was preparing for this challenge, I have started to listen to an audiobook uh, by Annie Grace. She wrote a book about how to stop drinking. And there was a fantastic quote just at the very beginning. I would like to share it with you guys. And please tell me what you think about it. The implications of what it can mean are terrifying. What if I have a problem? What if I am an alcoholic? What if I'm not normal and the most terrifying? What if I have to give up drinking altogether? I am worried that my pride will kill me because I have no inten intention of labeling myself. I am afraid of the shame and the stigma. If my choice is to live a life of misery and diseased abstinence or to drink myself into an early grave, I choose the latter. Horrifying, but absolutely true. So this is how the book opens. This is an introduction. And that was her state of mind before she actually started to get out of her uh, alcohol addiction. Uh, but it, it, when I listened to it, it, my heart basically stopped because uh, a lot of interesting questions, especially what if I have a problem? What if I am an alcoholic? And uh, also, what if I have to give up drinking altogether? So, guys, what do you think about this uh, stigma of alcoholism? Is it, is it real? Well, I must say that this is a very complex situation, so to speak, or um, I don't know a better word than situation, mm -hmm. a concept. Yeah, mm -hmm. a very, very complex concept mm -hmm. because there is for sure stigma when it comes to being an alcoholic. For sure, it still exists. Yet drinking alcohol is so deeply engraved into so many cultures. I think in Denmark, it's very, you know, Yeah. Very normal, natural to go out drinking. I mean, when you're 16, yeah. you're That's allowed. That's the legal drinking yeah. age. You're and, uh, allowed to buy beer, not the heavy spirits. Yes, there's a, a, a distinction between, you know, what they call hard liquor and then beer. Beer you can buy when you're 16. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually engraved into the culture. It's the same in Poland. Mm. I mean, not the legal age. It is 18. But it is completely totally a part of culture it's a part of celebrating christmas easter birthdays you know yeah. it's you use it to celebrate you know if you are thinking about how do you celebrate it is alcohol number one it's so normal standard often used and so on so it's pretty amazing that something that has such a stigma mm. if it is used too much at the same time is so standard often frequently yeah. regularly used and uh, celebrated and actually sometimes even enforced for instance guys if you are going out and someone says i don't drink at all what happens everyone asks, why like wh why you are not drinking no i, I just don't drink alcohol um, but uh, are you sure people are trying to convince that person mm. just have one beer so on one hand You are so right, Marta. It's almost like a bipolar situation. On one hand, alcohol is somehow uh, very socially accepted and you are per perceived as a, a little bit odd person if you don't drink. And on the other hand, if someone has a problem with alcohol and let's not forget alcohol is legal, mm -hmm. alcohol is 
attainable everywhere. You can just yeah. buy it everywhere. So it's a free use. And then when you do develop a problem, suddenly you are ashamed and you have the stigma of an alcoholic. So I think there is a, a really big challenge here at the very bottom within the societies. And you have mentioned both, you know, Danish and uh, Polish culture. I also have a very interesting example from the Japanese culture where alcohol is so common uh, that, uh, for instance, they have in many places, uh, um, you know, like all you can eat, all you can drink, but it's limited to two hours. So you pay, but and within two hours, not like all night in a bar, two hours you can drink as much as you can. And it's very, very common. Um, employees are many times uh, encouraged by their managers to go out afterwards to have drinks with friends. It is apparently quite normal to find people in the middle of a day from the office laying on a bench park drunk. Ow. And on the other hand, alcoholism is one of the most stigmatizing things in the Japanese culture because it is perceived as uh, when you are an alcoholic, you are either mentally weak or you are lazy or something is wrong with you. And yet the whole culture pushes alcohol on Japanese people. And yet when you have a problem, then you are very stigmatized. And there is a lot of people who are coping with the addictions and they are simply afraid to ask for help. So I think we can notice that in many cultures. It's it's really, really scary. And when you look at it, it's uh, it's it makes no sense, right? Yeah, it's uh, completely strange <laughs> that yes. we have a part that is, uh, you know, alcohol, that is such an integrated part of our society, especially here in Denmark and also in other countries, as we can hear. But if you have an addiction with it, then people feel ashamed somehow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's a, and, uh, it's a weird split. And yeah. I, I also think we talked with Marta before we started the show that it's very similar with any other uh, addictions mm. or any other, um, let's say, disorders you might have. So yeah, if yeah, you yeah. are suffering from a, a depression or if you are addicted to, I don't know, gambling or whatsoever, you, you start mm -hmm. to get the label that there is, you know, you, you are ashamed of this. And um, and I think we, we discussed that with actually with uh, all kind of mental disorders, it is becoming more and more normal now to admit that, you know, I'm in therapy or, mm -hmm. or whatsoever. This becomes normal. But alcoholism, I think, still has a very, very strong stigma. But, you know, now that I reflect back on it, when you hear about when you talk about any other like addictions or any other disorders and so on, alcohol, I think is the only thing that is so socially supported, not only legal, socially supported, and yet with that stigma. Because when you think about drugs, it's not socially supported, right? To It's not legal, it's not socially supported to get at least heavy drugs. Uh, some some countries, uh, they are fine with uh, marijuana. But the drugs are forbidden, not legal, not supported. But alcohol is actually, oh, come on, let's go out drinking. Let's have, it equals fun. Having alcohol, you know, in like uh, everyday or weekend use, it equals fun. And then when it's too much, then suddenly it becomes a big issue. Yes. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I just try to recall. Yeah. If you don't drink, you are kind of socially old. You you can be easily. And I also read uh, that just the last bit that there is a lot of pressure on people who are working in, in some high profile companies and they are going on business meetings and dinners afterwards to drink. 
because if for instance you are a high level manager and you sit with other high level managers you just close the deal you are the only one who is not drinking you are perceived as suspicious mm-hmm. is he trying to like uh, you know there is even a quote don't trust a man that doesn't drink and it comes from a book and Winston Churchill apparently also said that so what is he like wh- what's the deal here why is he not drinking is he trying to like uh, you know see us drunk and get some information and whatsoever i've heard that a lot of people actually felt into an alcohol abuse because their work required them to socialize with customers or with uh, suppliers or with other partners and they just felt like they need to so it's it's really really scary but uh, what i wanted to say is that even if we uh, recognize that there is still a stigma on on being an alcoholic it is or having a problem with alcohol i think it's extremely important that we start to talk about it i think it's it's really important because there is a lot of people who are coping with alcohol abuse an alcohol abuse is still not alcohol addiction but many times this abuse falls into category of an addiction after some time because those people are coping with not only their own problems but also with the fact that they are trying to drink over that shame of drinking that they fall into alcoholism that's why it's extremely important that we stop stigmatize those people and if if someone has a problem of alcohol just try to reach out to the person you trust at the beginning mm-hmm. because it is really i've heard it's uh, one of the loneliest addic- addictions it's a very lonely place to be an alcoholic because you are also isolating people around you because of course you are changing into a different person so i wanted to say that i hope that someone is listening and will after this uh, show if he or she perceives a problem talk with someone or write to us because we are here to help yeah i mean i can't speak to the i cannot speak to the addiction part but regarding you know the stigma and the taboo about any kind of you know if you struggle with something in your life and i think why other people maybe sometimes have a hard time telling other people what they're going through whether it's addic- addiction or i don't know depression or whatever it can be um i think people you tell it to sometimes they they become maybe afraid to talk about this subject because they maybe they they feel like they don't know what to say or they are afraid they're going to say something wrong or do something wrong and make it worse that that's my interpretation mm-hmm. sometimes but the worst thing you can do is like nothing at all if a person reaches out and you don't don't even say just listen maybe you know just listen because they try to reach out so you you know don't be afraid to to say anything wrong or mm-hmm. because if you do nothing at all if a person you know try to reach out just listen maybe even if you don't know what to say you know just listen to the beginning i mean that's a start That, that's a yeah. start actually uh, the you know the way to cope with any addiction mm-hmm. or a problem is to admit you have a problem yeah. and first you have to admit it in front of yourself or if yeah, you're yeah. not sure in front of someone else that's a very first step to actually cope with it yeah. if you don't talk about it mm-hmm. then probably it will be very difficult for you to get out of it so very good point lasa yeah but but yeah i was uh, thinking specifically of you know the friends of a uh, people with addiction or any mm-hmm. kind of you know hard time they're going through um, yeah i think sometimes people can you know become a little reserved or they can feel like they become reserved over you like mm-hmm. or a little cold maybe but i think it's because people you know sometimes get afraid around you because they don't maybe they feel like oh i'm not 
I'm gonna say something wrong or do something wrong. But if you feel that way and you have a friend that you know is going through an addiction or a really hard time, just just listen maybe. Just say that they can talk to you and maybe I don't know what to say right now, but I'm open to listening. But I do have to also mark one thing, and this is because we are now getting to option number one, which is figure out the nature of your relationship with alcohol. That option requires mm. a lot of honesty with yourself. But actually, one of the symptoms of having an alcohol problem is that when you are confronted even in a friendly way by your friend or a family member, listen, I think you drink too much or I'm worried about your drinking, you straight away get into a defensive mode. Uh, no, I'm not. No, everything is fine. And actually, a high functioning alcoholics have this problem the most because, you know, it's very easy to see a guy on the street, you know, laying down and drinking and ah, that's an alcoholic. There is a lot of people with a serious a problem with alcohol or even alcoholism and they are high functioning. They go to work, they have family and then they get drunk every single night. And because of the fact that they are still, you know, coping with their life, they also have in their head an illusion that they don't have a problem. And when they are confronted, they get defensive. So actually this is if you notice that your friend is having a problem and you are worried and the friend will say, I have no problem, then it's a sign that your friend probably has a problem. It's just not ready to face it. But guys, actually, this is uh, consideration number one, which is figure out the nature of your relationship with alcohol. Because what we got from Ella was going out from time to time, having too many drinks, forgetting, um, passing out, having a blackout, and uh, this happens more and more often. Based on this description, we cannot really see, uh, say what is the nature of her of her problem uh, completely because, you know, there are other things like, okay, so how often does it happen? Or do you drink uh, also regardless that going out things, right? And um, I think here I would like to say that when I made the research, there is definitely a difference between being um, an alcoholic, which is actually alcohol addiction, and having a um, problem with abusing alcohol. Those are two different things. And there is also something like an alcohol dependency. That's the last stage when you are actually addicted, plus you are physically dependent on an alcohol. Um, but I think um, it's very valid to for Ella and for anyone just to sit with yourself. I know this is a very popular thing we are saying, but everything starts with you and try to figure out what is the nature of your problem, you know? Um, and there are a couple of questions that can help. But first of all, I will just tell you that apparently a moderate alcohol consumption is defined as having up to one drink per day for women and up to two drinks per day for men. And now it's not an average. So it's not like, you know, I don't drink six days and then seventh day I have seven drinks. It is Per day, although I still think it's quite a lot. So I uh, definitely encourage you guys to listen to our live show where we actually talk about this uh, science behind alcohol and the new recommendation when it comes to drinking. Uh, so definitely come back to our live show and hear more about the science behind this, because we do have some very, very interesting discussions and facts for you guys. And if you wonder where to find the live show, uh, please go on our YouTube channel because we are keeping all uploading all our recorded live shows 
well, they were live shows, but we recorded them as well. And then we we upload them there. So please find that uh, live show and and you can listen uh, to some more. But um, what Ella is coping or what she has described is called binge drinking. Binge drinking is when you go out or you don't actually necessarily have to go out, but you consume for women four or more, for men five or more drinks or beer or wine within two hours. That's called binge drinking. It's like binge watching, you know, so you do it in a, a lot in a very short period of time. And um, that can be problematic because, of course, you have a lot of alcohol in a very short period of time. Uh, guys, do you think that binge drinking is um, is common? I think it's very common in young people going for a party where you meet uh, for a before, <laughs> so-called before. Yes. And then you have a short time to get drunk and then you go out and, and party. And uh, I even like that was interesting for me here in Denmark when I came as a student and I have heard people saying like, not even let's like, let's go out and have a drink, but let's get drunk hmm. or let's get wasted. That was one of the because in Poland, maybe also because alcohol is like cheaper or I don't know what we don't do it. We don't meet up to get drunk. And then go out partying. It's more like we enjoy the drinks throughout the night. So I think in Poland, I don't actually see so many youngsters drunk or wasted like in Denmark. In Denmark, that was always shocking for me. You go to a disco and you cannot enter to a bathroom for girls because they are throwing up. All of them, you know, busy with the girls throwing up. So that was an interesting kind of shift between Poland and Denmark. And also I was living in Dominican Republic for a period of time. You don't see drunk people there at all, yet they drink all the time. So there is something about this binge drinking that can cause these problems because you get a high amount of alcohol in a short time. You can't assess the influence that you have had, yet if you have the same amount of alcohol spread over more time, you don't get so wasted because your body has the time to absorb it. All of that is in the live show. All the science, the be, yeah, yes. All the science behind this. But yes, I do think that binge drinking causes problems because you're simply unable to assess the influence that you have had with the alcohol. And it is definitely dangerous. You can really get drunk. You can really have a blackout uh, and so on. So I, I personally think there is a that's a dangerous thing to do. Yes, so uh, we will finish our episode soon, but I would like to at least this one because, of course, we will continue with discussion in the next episode. But guys, the first thing about binge drinking, Marta, totally right. It's very common among young people. And also there are two reasons. One reason is experimenting. Many times you don't know how much you can take. It's, you know, like you are trying one night, it was okay, then it's not okay. So actually young people, they kind of are still trying to test their limits. And there is a lot of this kind of peer pressure because everyone is doing that. Second thing is, now I thought about it before I didn't, the budget drinking. Binge drinking is also called in some circles, the budget drinking. So basically, especially in countries when alcohol is very expensive in the bars, in the restaurants and in the clubs, People get drunk before they go out because they are like, okay, I won't be able to buy it, you know, when I'm going out. So then it's like, let's drink as much as we can and then we go out and then it can actually end up 
pretty badly. So Ella, we don't know what is actually your age because you haven't told us. Uh, we don't know if you are a student and you are in the environment, but of course we will discuss it all in the next episodes. Um, but um, been drinking, I can only tell you for now, is a sign of an alcohol abuse problem. It is. It doesn't mean that you have alcohol addiction, but it's one of the signs of alcohol abuse problem. And if you want to know, guys, and of course, Ella, what are other signs of alcohol abuse problem and when it turns into alcoholism and how to proceed with with all of these assumptions afterwards, then you definitely have to tune in for the next episode because we will discuss this topic even more. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks.